This is the SEO Mindset Podcast with your hosts, Sarah McDowell and Tasmin Sullivan. This podcast is for SEO professionals and each week with the help of our wonderful guests, we discuss the important stuff that actually affects our careers and progression, but sadly often doesn't get talked about. You know, the invaluable soft and interpersonal skills that are often taken for granted, such as the skills we need for listening, time management, communication, and more. We also talk about the big issues that affect us and our careers, such as burnout, imposter syndrome, self-belief, saying no, plus other big issues and obstacles. With this podcast, we want to share knowledge on topics that unlock our listeners' true potential and enhance not only their careers, but all parts of their lives. So are you ready to prioritize your own personal growth and career development? Then let's crack on with this week's episode. Hello everyone, thank you for joining us for yet another episode of the SEO Mindset and your host this week is me, Sarah, and this week we're chatting about how to find your perfect role in SEO and whether that indeed exists with Helen Pollitt. So, who is Helen? She is a senior SEO with over a decade's experience in the industry. She has a passion for equipping teams and training individuals in SEO strategy and tactics. Now, before I welcome her on to the episode, just a little reminder that if you do enjoy our podcast, you can donate a one-off payment of £5 via our Buy Me A Coffee page. The link for that is in our show notes. And yes, if you do enjoy us, Spread, spread the love, spread the joy, yeah? Tell your friends, family, colleagues, anyone and everyone about the podcast. Uh, next time you listen to an episode and you're thinking, ah, my pal, whatever, would really enjoy this, send them the link. So yes, right, let's introduce Helen. Hello, Helen. Hello, thank you so much for having me. Thank you so, so much for agreeing to come on. How are we doing? All right, thank you. It's quite early at the moment when we're recording this, so I'm a little bit tired, but I have caffeinated, so I'm hoping I'll be okay. I'll be all right. Yeah, yeah. when I suggested eight o'clock in the morning, I don't, yeah, I was I was thinking that's late enough for it not to be too early, but yeah, I, I get you, I get you. Um, it's just been Easter in the UK, and we were just talking about um, you've caused the mini eggs shortage, haven't you? Yeah, absolutely. Apparently. Yeah, that's uh, something I'm quite proud of. In fact, my husband went out and bought all of the mini eggs that he could possibly find for me because it's my favourite Easter chocolate. Um, so yeah, and there is now a national shortage. So apologies to everyone else. <laughs> and I completely just dobbed you in there, didn't I? Yeah, like, yeah. just the, the horse just told on you. After me so... now. We want mini eggs. <laughs> I thought I thought I had a secret stash, but now you know everyone knows. So, oh, I have to reinforce the puzzle. Oh, well, there you go. There you go. Uh, we were also reminiscing about the Women in Tech SEO Fest because you were a speaker there, weren't you? I was, yeah. It was amazing. Such a good event. Um, yeah, huge kudos to Arise and all that she does for our industry and in arranging these kind of uh, amazing events. Yeah, it was it's such a good conference. I've been a couple of times now and it's just so well run, like a 
like an oil machine, isn't it? Um, and we were just saying it just feels that like you're just there hanging out with your friends because everyone's just there to support one another. Um, and yeah, I was sat next to Tasman, my co-host, and after your wonderful talk, we were like, oh, I've got to get you on the podcast. So thank you very much for finding time uh, and squeezing this uh, interview in. Very much appreciate that. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, awesome. Right. Shall we, shall we crack on? Yes. Crack on? Well, I mean, it's near is Easter. That, that, that right sounds thing? like a good term to use. <laughs> Let's crack the first egg. Nice. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so first important question, does the perfect SEO role exist or is it a bit of a unicorn? Ooh, this is a good question, but because it's SEO, there's of course many ways it could be answered. Um, I would say probably not. I don't think there is a perfect SEO role. Um, and without having too much of an existential crisis, is there a perfect anything? I don't know. Um, but in- oh, gosh. It's <laughs> way too early for that kind of conversation. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I think in terms of an SEO role, I think you can have a best right, a best next job or a best job to be in at the moment. But I don't think there's a perfect job. So there's so many different factors that go into making a job enjoyable and good for your career and good for you personally that I don't think you're ever going to be able to tick every single one of the boxes but I think the thing to aim for is maybe 80 85 percent and as long as it's your your core mm-hmm. kind of motivators and things that you really look for in a, a job are are met then I think it's a good job for now or even a good job to be stepping into but I think if you're always chasing the perfect role, I think you possibly will stumble a bit. Yeah, and I think, I don't know if this is the right way to say it, but you might be setting yourself up for a fail mm-hmm. as well. Because if you've got this high expectation of this perfect role that ticks all the all the boxes, it's like finding your perfect partner, I suppose, isn't it? Like, if you set the bar too high, then like, because obviously you have to compromise that there isn't the perfect role out there because we're humans. There's going to be things that we enjoy. There's going to be things we don't enjoy. Do you know what I mean? So we're probably like shooting ourselves in the foot a little bit if we do aim too high, is that yeah. what we're saying? Or like aim too much for this perfection. I need to find my perfect role that does all these good shiny things. Yeah, yeah, I fully agree. Um, I think the issue you'll find is even if even if you have a really good job, there's still going to be bad days. You're still going to have days where it doesn't quite go to plan yeah. or a boss gets angry at you and, you know, client yells. You're always going to have bad days in a role. So if you if you go in with these really kind of lofty expectations of, oh my gosh, this is it. This is the dream role. I'm working for the dream company. I've got the exact right team structure and I love my the work that I'm asked to do each day. If you, you go in with that mentality of this is it, this is the perfect role. And then something happens to make it feel a little bit less than perfect. That's going to be really damaging to you because you'll think, well, that was it. That was the perfect role and it wasn't perfect. And um, it's easy to get mm. jaded in this industry as it is. The last thing you need is to start thinking like, that's it. Like I had my perfect role. It was rubbish. So I think it's it's good to be looking for the right job for you. It's good to be understanding yeah. what perfect would look like for you, what would be the perfect role. But with that healthy understanding that the perfect role isn't going to exist, but you do deserve to be in a role that is most of the way there. You deserve to be in a role that gives you that sense yeah. of satisfaction and fulfillment and enjoyment. Um, 
so I'm not saying like oh we'll just settle for mediocre because you know perfect doesn't exist but just be going into it with your eyes open realizing that you know nothing is going to be always exactly as you want it to be there will be bad days there'll be great days mm-hmm. um, so yeah having that kind of healthy sense of what perfect looks like but knowing that you won't necessarily get it Mm-hmm. and that's just true to life isn't it like outside of work as well like yeah you're gonna have your good days you're gonna have your bad days but you've just got to yeah like you do owe it to yourself because you work I don't even want to know how many hours in your lifetime that that's just going to be a bit like depressing <laughs> to find out but you do definitely owe it to yourself don't yeah. you to like be happy and satisfied and like feeling like okay this this ticks more with my boxes do you know what I mean in feeling positive yeah. about it and yeah. that you're doing good and I guess things, the, isn't it? the oh, okay sorry I, was, I had so many nope, more sorry you, I completely so cut you off oh. to, I forget no, I go. The, the converse to um not chasing after the perfect role is that whole kind of just settling for whatever then well if perfect doesn't exist I guess this job will do but I think it's it's very good for you to check in with yourself every now and again am I still on track in terms of where I want to go in my career am I still happy am I enjoying this am I learning am I growing that kind of stuff just to make sure that you are still in a good job for you and not settling too much that's great advice yeah definitely definitely Uh, well you've kind of already touched on my second question then so obviously we've kind of said that there is no perfect role um but how do you go finding as close as you need to understand what perfect would look like for you so what motivates you so I I always like to say to people kind of what's your primary motivator for a job some people it's money like they could be doing whatever as long as they're getting paid enough to be feeling like they can you know Mm -hmm. deal with this whole cost of living crisis and the fact that they want to be able to feel like they are progressing in their career because they're earning more now than they did five years ago etc some people the motivator is money and that's totally fine other people it's not it's actually I need to feel like I have more authority than I did than than in previous roles or I need to feel like I've got the good job title or what's your primary motivator what for you says I am successful in this in my career at the moment um and don't be ashamed of that because it all sounds a little bit kind of Mm -hmm. um arrogant I suppose oh yes I'm always chasing the good job title or I want more money or it it's good to know what is your genuine motivator because it could be that everything else is right in the role but they're not paying you enough and you actually don't feel that kind of successful or, or motivated because you think well actually I should probably be getting a bit more at this stage in my career or um, you're getting paid loads of money but actually you don't feel fulfilled in other ways because you don't feel like you have much Uh, authority within your role you've got loads of responsibility but no authority to do anything about it so understanding what your primary motivator is is probably the first step towards kind of working out what your perfect role would be and then what are the other things that really make you happy when you wake up in the morning so is it a do you like working on your own for example are you absolutely your best when you're working alone you're great being a um a freelancer because actually you just love being able to do all of it yourself um, and yes you're gonna have to talk to clients mm-hmm. yes you're gonna have to get involved with their teams that sort of thing but actually you just really work the best on your own or do you work better in a team structure so do you want to manage people or do you like being um, able to rely on other SEOs and chat through things with them and you like being part of the team and you need to start to work out what actually what kind of environment do I thrive the most in um, and that's really important because you're either on your own or you're with people for what seven and a half, eight 
hours a day that's a lot so you need to be in the kind of team structure that Mm -hmm. works for you and also what kind of opportunities do you want what do you want to be able to move into management and people management and and mentoring and all that sort of thing or do you want the opportunity to go into bigger clients big brands is that what really makes you excited about work do you want to be working for those big name brands what are the opportunities that you're you're really looking for and I think you start to when you really take a step back and write this kind of stuff down you get a bit of an idea of what a perfect role would look like for you and you can start to organize that by well what is Mm -hmm. a kind of non-negotiable I need this to be happy and what is a more of a if I get this it'd be awesome if I don't it's all right and you can start to understand then what might mm-hmm. you be missing in your current role that you could perhaps try to to organize and make happen or what are you looking for for your next role yeah yeah and I suppose as well do you think it's helpful having a little bit of a of like an idea of um where you want to be or like how you see your role progressing do you know what I mean because future planning may be helpful as well because you might not be ready for that right now but you can take the steps can't you and you can have a think okay this is where I know I think you made a joke about it in your talk about um you have those interview questions don't you yeah where do you see yeah. yourself in five years <laughs> and I always say ah, I have no idea what even is what 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 would the world look like in five years time I have no idea but yeah you do need to have an idea of kind of what's your trajectory where do you kind of want your career to go yes. I understand that you might not because SEO is always changing isn't it so who knows what the next few years will bring but what kind of direction do you want to be going into do you want to specialize in something do you want to be the go-to person for edge seo or do you want to be the person that everyone asks questions of about local seo or do you have a specialism that you really want to narrow and hone in on and just be the best at or do you want to become the head of a team Mm -hmm. or a department is that something you're really aspiring to do or um do you want to be able to one day just set up your own agency like what is your dream career path because you kind of then can work backwards once you have an idea of not the end goal but roughly where you want to be going towards you can understand like what steps do I need to do yeah. to get there what skills do I need to sharpen what experience do I need to have um I often recommend to people that they 100%. look on job ads and kind of have a feel for what sort of jobs are out there so you know fire up LinkedIn have a look at some of the the job ads for stuff that you just have absolutely no hope of getting at this stage in your career but actually really aspire to to go for and just look at kind of what do they expect what does the role look like because oftentimes those really um those big jobs the really scary kind of director level or c-suite jobs are the ones that they go into a lot of detail about so you can kind of get a feel for what would it be like in that kind of role is that genuinely something I might want to aspire to do or actually have I got completely the wrong end of the stick of what a, a CMO does or what a head of SEO does or and you can kind of understand what sort of roles are out there and it might help you decide what kind of path that you want your career to go down. Oh, 100%. That's such good advice. And it could also be, because um, obviously, yeah, work is important and that side of things, but there might be other things that are important to you, like flexible working or like the perks that you get, or it could even be um, like the campaigns or the stuff that you're working on. Like if charity is really important to you, if, I don't know, the environment is really ha- like important to you. I think that's also important, isn't it? To, like, yeah, for sure. There are some industries where well. people instantly say, I'm never going to work within that industry. I just absolutely don't want to for moral ethical reasons. I will not support that industry. So I won't, I won't work there. 
And there's others that they might think, actually, I really, really, really would love to work within X, Y, Z. It's a hobby of mine. I'd love to be immersed in that during my, my work day, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, you've probably got an idea of what sort of industries you'd be interested in and equally the type of organisation that you're working for. So do you really love working in an agency because you get to work across a whole range of different clients and you get loads of experience from lots of people and that really excites you? Or do you want to work within a really small business, like a tiny 10 person business where you can have a massive impact and actually um, really help to shape the future of that company? Or do you want to work in a, a kind of medium sized business? So, couple of hundred people where perhaps everyone does know your name but they don't quite understand what you do on a daily basis but you still get to have that opportunity to work amongst a load of other experts or do you want to go for those big brands do you want to be working in the the multinationals because you just want that experience and and the flexibility and the perks of that's a huge part of enjoying a role and that's a huge part of, of mapping out what a dream role would be for you I, for instance, really like working remotely. That's something I really value. So I know that uh, any future job would need to be entirely remote or at least partially remote. And that's something that is very core to what I enjoy about the job. Um, other people hate the idea of working remotely and they need that mm -hmm. one to one connection with people in an office. And those are the kind of things that you might not want to compromise on. So no matter how good the job is, and it might seem like a dream job, but if they're expecting you to commute two hours a day to get into the office and you have to do that five days a week, that might just be the deal breaker for you. And kind of understanding what the deal breakers are is really important. Yes. If it's the perfect job, but it's in one of those industries that you absolutely yeah. ethically feel like you can't support, that's going to be a deal breaker. Absolutely. So understanding where those no go places are and um, what feels like more of a perk and would be great if you could have it. That's, again, something really important to, to identify for yourself. Wonderful, wonderful stuff. Great. Such good advice, Helen. Very, very good. Uh, right, we are going to take a short break now. And after the break, uh, we'll be talking about obstacles uh, to be wary of when we're um, striving for that as per perfect. Help me out here. Close to perfect. Perfect, but as <laughs> what am I even trying? There we go. Thank you. Thank mm -hmm. you. Uh, teamwork, teamwork. Um, and yeah, we'll also uh, be talking about whether um, our ideals change and whether we need to be adaptable. Uh, so yes, join us after the break for them. This season is sponsored by Bright Local, the all-in-one local SEO platform that helps businesses and agencies drive traffic and leads from local search. For those new to local SEO, or even if you're a seasoned pro, Bright Local also offers a wealth of free interactive courses via its academy. Learn from industry experts such as Claire Carlisle, Greg Gifford, Nikki Mosier on topics spanning local link building, keyword research, Google business profile optimization and many more. Boost your confidence, master the field and become a certified professional. SEO Mindset podcast listeners can take advantage of an exclusive offer. Sign up for a free 14-day Bright Local trial at theseomindset.co.uk forward slash Bright Local and receive $75 in citation builder credits when you go on to take up a subscription at the end of your trial. T's and C's and further information again at theseomindset.co.uk forward slash Bright Local or follow the link in the show notes. Mm -hmm. 
Hi, Sarah here from the SEO Mindset. Just a quick reminder that if you do enjoy the podcast and what me and Tasman are doing, you can support by donating as little as £5 to us via our Buy Me A Coffee page. Just head on over to the seomindset.co.uk forward slash donate. There will be a link to that page in this episode's show notes. And also, we'd love it if you shared our podcast with others. The more listeners we get, we can continue to find awesome guests to join us for episodes and talk about important topics. So the next time you are listening to an episode and think someone would enjoy, tell them. Open up the episode in your app, find the share button, and you will be able to copy the link to the episode and send it to them via WhatsApp, Facebook Messenger, Slack. There's so many ways that you can help us spread the word. We are back for part two. Okay, then. So, obstacles then, Helen. How, obviously, there's going to be obstacles or challenges um, when we're going after that as perfect as can be role. How do we overcome them? So, there are, I would say, a couple of big obstacles that most of us tend to face when we're trying to sort out what we want for our careers and our lives going forwards. Um, the main one is ourselves. We tend to be our biggest stumbling block, I think. There's always that little nagging voice that says, you can't do this, yeah. you're rubbish. Yeah. And sometimes that voice is really, really loud, especially when you're going for those big jobs, the big scary jobs that you always thought you'd never get. And you apply for them and you think, you can't do this, you're rubbish. And that tends, and sometimes that's enough for people yeah. to go, you know what, I'm just going to close down that application form. I'm not going to bother. And that's that's so sad because, you know, Yes, you've got your pride, but that's probably all you're going to lose from applying for the big jobs um, is, is feeling a little bit, oh, OK, I didn't get it. If you apply and you don't get it. But sometimes we just let ourselves get in the way of that. Um, and it's the same for things like when you're you're gearing up to ask for a promotion, you think, no, I shouldn't do it. Of course I shouldn't do it. I'm rubbish. They'd already promoted me if I was worth promoting. I shouldn't have to ask these things. And you kind of have those little invasive thoughts that kind of hold you back and make you think, actually, I can't do it. I need to just get back in my box. And I think that's a huge, huge thing that we seem to, to suffer from yeah. this whole imposter syndrome. We talk about a lot in, in the industry, don't we? That if they, if I put myself forward for anything, mm. someone's going to mm. find out that I'm a complete fraud and I know nothing about SEO. I don't even know what it stands for. And then we have that kind of terror that comes over us that thinks we absolutely <laughs> should just be very, very small and very, very quiet so that no one notices that we're actually shouldn't be here. And that stops us from from progressing because we're too too nervous, too worried that we're going to show ourselves up to be the fraud SEOs that we think we are and that we, we don't know anything when in fact, actually, we know a lot and we're really good at our jobs and we should be pushing for those next steps and we should be pushing for change within yeah. our, our company and the level of responsibility that we're given and all sorts of things. But yeah, ourselves, we tend to be the biggest stumbling block. And then... I, I do sometimes feel that the organisations that we work in as well can be a bit of a stumbling block. So I imagine all of us have got a story of where we stayed in a job too long because it was comfortable or we had that imposter syndrome and thought we couldn't mm. progress. But sometimes that means that um, you're you're stuck in a role where you're perhaps not feeling as fulfilled anymore or actually it's starting to turn a bit sour. Um, and you're waking up every morning thinking, actually, I just don't want to have to go into work yeah. today. But you still do it because, you know, you've got this idea if you don't quit or you need to mm. uh, keep a, a bit of a long tenure in a job for your CV, etc. And 
sometimes the organisations we work in are the ones that are a bit of an obstacle because you could actually be doing a little bit of damage to yourself by staying too long in a role um because not all working environments are awesome <laughs> some of them can be actually quite difficult and quite you know have that quite a negative effect on you and if you do yeah. stay too long it can be yeah. quite detrimental so yeah I think um those are probably the two biggest ones and then I'd also say another ob- obstacle is just not knowing what you want to do next and that's absolutely fine that is okay not knowing what you want to do um it's okay not knowing what perfect would look like for you um especially if you're new to the industry if you're a, a brand new seo you've only been doing it a few years like there's so much to seo it's such yeah. a wide discipline there's like you can be really technically minded and thrive in seo you can be really creative and thrive in seo you can be really strategic and thrive in seo there's so much to it that it can feel a little bit overwhelming at times and you might not necessarily know what you want to do and that's okay as well um and try not to rush that kind of decision is is probably a good thing to keep in mind that yeah. you don't want to necessarily pigeon yourself pigeonhole yourself sorry and go down one particularly narrow route um and become quite sort of uh, narrow in your your skills or your uh your your outlook in SEO because you might regret it if you're doing it too soon without really fully exploring all the other aspects to SEO. Mm-hmm. And I suppose that's where it's important sort of um, having conversations or meetings. So um, being part of, so for example, the women in tech SEO community, or there's other communities out there or going to conferences or events and stuff, because I think for some people, um, like they might be the only SEO in in their business or their department or in marketing or what have you. Um, So yeah, it can be like you're not going to be surrounded by other SEOs so you don't know what's out there you don't know what other people are doing so sometimes just putting yourself out there being proactive finding groups that you can be part of and what I find is the SEO people that I've met or I've like proactively put myself in front of always been a lovely lovely friendly bunch always want to chat always want to be helpful do you know what I mean so I think that could be really helpful isn't it like just having conversations with other people meeting other SEOs seeing what they do what they specialize in because yeah I always stumbled across someone in SEO who's doing a job that I didn't even think was a thing (laughs) and it's like wow that sounds really cool can I do that Absolutely. And ask them what they enjoy about their role. Get them to evangelize the role for you. Tell, so if their focus is they do a load of um, e-commerce SEO and that's something they really specialize in, get them to tell you why they love it. Why yeah. are they doing that? What is it about the job that they enjoy? Because you might think, actually, yeah, that sounds like something I might enjoy. Or you might think, yeah, no, I'm, I'm good. That sounds awful. I'd never want to do that. Um, but yeah, get them to tell you why they love the job. And also to be mm. really real with you and tell what aspects of it do they not like. So I I find people when they are moving from in-house to agency or agency to in-house, if they've not done the other uh, before, even when they're moving to freelance, the question is, am I going to hate it? Am I going to hate it? Because it could be very different. And some people will move from agency to in-house or vice versa without really thinking through how it might be different. So if you're considering that move, ask people who've already done it. um, What is it that they noticed? What was the biggest difference they noticed from going from agency to in-house or or setting up a freelance business like what was the what were their challenges what did they enjoy about it where would they have done something differently if they could do it again and learn from other people you're you're very right that yeah. kind of um networking thing is really important 
And if, like me, the idea of having to approach a stranger and ask them questions about their job is absolutely terrifying, then just lurk around in those kind of communities and you'll pick stuff up. So, you know, if you're of a uh, of, uh, strong mind and you can face the, the terror that is SEO Twitter, then maybe hang around there for a bit. Um, come up to surface and take a deep breath every now and again because SEO Twitter can be quite an intense place at times. Um, but you'll soon <laughs> yeah. hear from people about like what it is that they hate <laughs> about their particular industry or, you know, you'll, you'll be surrounded by people who are talking about SEO day in, day out. Um, and yes, networks like Women Tech SEO is a brilliant place to find out from a whole range of different SEOs from all over the world, like what it is they love about their jobs. And you're right, most people are happy to say and happy to talk about their roles and and a brilliant thing if you can get one is a mentor because that might be someone who you can just ask those really challenging questions of or they can give you some really honest feedback about your career and where they see your strengths and your weaknesses and that kind of thing and it just helps to get that outside perspective and I think you you really hit the nail on the head when you were talking about uh, SEOs who are the only SEO in the company that can be so isolating Mm -hmm. and you don't know what you don't know exactly like yes you are the SEO expert for your company but that doesn't mean you know everything there is about SEO and you might not even know where your knowledge gaps are because yeah. you've not really seen what else there is out there. So. And there's there's no way, I mean, yeah, like there's no way because SEO is so broad and there's so much and it's always changing, it's always developing, you're not going to know everything. And that's okay. That is okay. Um, so, yeah, um, you have... So I'm going to do something really slick here and very professional. So you were talking about mentorship. We've already got an episode about that. Um, so yes, I can link to that in the show notes. Nice. Uh, so thank you for that. You set me up for sounding very ah, professional. Brilliant. Anything else you need me to like uh, <laughs> name drop or anything? Yeah. Tune um, in the future episodes. Yeah. I'll do some sort of signal on the uh, on the screen because obviously we can see each other, but you know. Uh, right, time is flying, um, and I'm going to think I've got time just to squeeze this one in. Um, but yes, so when we're thinking about um, at that that perfect role or like as, yeah, it's not, it doesn't exist. But anyway, uh, we need to be adaptable, don't we? That's another thing that we need to, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Because like we mentioned before, the industry changes like a rate of knots. It's always changing. And what worked a few years ago won't necessarily work now and all that kind of terrifying stuff that we face on a daily basis. So yes, you have to be adaptable and also your life circumstances change. So what you really valued when you're in your early twenties is not going to be what you really value in your early thirties. It's It changes, like circumstances yeah. change. You might need the flexibility to work remote so you can travel around the country or something. That might be something that really motivates you and something you really want to do. Um, or you might need that security of being in a, a long-term job with lots of opportunities within the same role because you want to settle uh, you want to settle down and you just want that long-term security and yeah absolutely what you need will change over time and also the company that you're in will change over the time the people that you're working with will change over time and it's what might feel like the close to perfect role at the time that you took the role might not be as perfect for you two, three, four years down the line. And again, it's a, it's a good thing to periodically just check in with yourself. And yeah. is this role still meeting my needs? Is it still fulfilling me? Does it still make me really excited every day? Am I able to change those small things that perhaps I'd like to change, etc.? cetera? Um, and don't just kind of 
jack it all in if it's not meeting all of your needs still but are you able to make those changes that you need to make so are you able to um, work flexibly if that's something that you have identified as a, a need for you and your your life circumstances but have those discussions with your job first before you like yeah I'm done I'm going to move on to the next one because you might be leaving a really good role um, just for one small yeah. thing that could be changed yeah and you don't know until you have that conversation right and uh, exactly. your boss or the business doesn't know what you what you want and I'm sure if it's a positive healthy environment they're gonna try and ch- change or adapt or like yeah make you happy or try and make you happy yeah. sort of thing so um that is yeah that is just a good that's such a good reminder rather than jacking it all in being like where's my new job that yeah seeing if you can make the changes first yeah wonderful right so last these are really small questions. We can squeeze them in. Uh, what is the key thing people should take away from today's episode? I think that it is that you need to be really mindful about your career. So whether that's just checking in with yourself and understanding how you're feeling at the moment in terms of your career, are you on track, et cetera, et cetera, or even just having this big kind of loose but fairly detailed plan of where you want to be in three, four five years time. Just be mindful about your career. Don't just kind of float through it going, staying in the job for too long just because it's easy, etc. Think about really what you want and what makes you happy in a role and be mindful about trying to get there. Ah, awesome. And we all need to be a bit more mindful. If you're a bit more mindful, it's only going to make you more happy. <laughs> um, best career advice you've ever received? Ooh, um, I would say... Actually, some really good advice I had. It's not necessarily specific to a career, but it does apply to a career. Is to keep a collection of good things that people have said about you. So keep a collection of comments that people have said about your work or about your management style or any of those kind of things that you can then read back when you're having a bad day. And you can think, actually, I am a really good boss because these five people said I was the best boss they ever had or actually I do know SEO because this developer said that I taught them something about SEO and that made me feel awesome and just kind of keep that little catalogue of things that are basically other people saying nice stuff about you and your work so that you can remind yourself of how awesome an SEO you are when you're having those imposter syndrome days. Yeah I um I love that bit of advice um I've got a folder in my inbox and like whenever I get someone saying nice things it gets dragged in um and stuff like that and it is it's such because I think as humans we forget all the good stuff and the times where we've had a bad day and we're gonna make mistakes or we're gonna try stuff and it doesn't work or do you know what that's just part and parcel and it's okay to make mistakes all right but like I think we can sometimes just focus on the negative rather than the positive and like that is great advice because yeah like if you've got physical evidence then yeah you're gonna gonna be patting yourself on the back like yes this didn't go quite right but I really smashed it a month ago when I did this awesome thing so uh yeah I love that advice so 100 percent right where can people find you um in my house usually I work remotely but please don't just turn up that would be weird um you can find me on twitter <laughs> I'm not giving my address that's for sure <laughs> um 
you can find me on Twitter if I can remember what it is. It's at Helen Pollitt One. There's a load of L's and a load of T's in my surname, so good luck to you if you can find me. Um, and also on LinkedIn under the same name. Um, so yeah, if you can figure out how to spell Pollitt, you should be able to find me. If not, oh well. Well, I can be helpful here because I can uh, put your links in the show notes. Brilliant. So, help. Uh... <laughs> yeah. so you don't have to guess how many L's, how many T's. It's nine. Nine um, L's, yeah. Wow, that's that's quite That'll a lot be a of them. Um, yeah, a really long signature. Um, oh, so my Twitter handle is Sarah MCD UK um, because MCD, McDowell's my last name, based in the UK. But um, my friend pointed out, you know that reads out Sarah McDuck. <laughs> and it just ruined it now. <laughs> that would make it so much better for me. Sarah McDuck uh, and my dad does a really good impression of uh, Donald Duck so you know it's just it's just fate there Brilliant. you go uh, <laughs> wonderful wow thank you Helen that has been an awesome awesome episode like uh, yeah it's been great to chat about this because this is a very important subject so thank you so much thank you thank you for letting me waffle on about careers and things it's something I really enjoy talking about so thank you Oh, how it's been. It's been great. I've had a whale of a time. You've had a whale of a time. And I'm sure our listeners have had a whale of whales a time. And around. I would just like to say, whales, whales all around. Um, yes. And I would just like to say, uh, yes, thank you for tuning in for another episode. A reminder again, um, how you can support us. So yeah, um, link in the show notes for buy me a coffee uh, be really appreciative of that you can give us a one-off donation um, and yeah you can support us that way or just share shout it from the rooftops go and find the highest hill shout listen to the SEO mindset help us um, but yeah no if you can let other people know about our podcast that would be amazing um, because yeah um then other people can enjoy it too. Right, so we say goodbye, Helen. Yes, let's. Goodbye, Helen. <laughs> Good, goodbye, <laughs> Helen. <laughs> and, and until next time. <laughs>